Welcome to Office Hours with Midland University Online. I'm Madison Keith, and today I'm sitting down with Amy Trich, an MBA student who also works as the Advancement Officer on Midland's undergrad campus. Thanks for having me, Madison. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to sit down with you. We got to talk a lot at a golf outing recently, and that was really fun. And I'm so excited to have you here. I would love to know about just going back to the beginning of your education journey. Tell me a little bit about your experience in undergrad. Yeah, so I graduated high school in 2011 and I was from the Sioux City area. So I went to Morningside College as one does when you're from Sioux City. And I just had a lot of fun. So after my freshman year, I actually ended up going to work full-time and I went to school part-time online through the local community college and then eventually ended up going through Oregon State University. Uh, my intent was always to be a DNR officer or work in biology, work with animals. My dream was always to be the Jane Goodall of the Midwest. Um, <laughs> that did not happen. But I ended up eventually making my way back to Morningside where I graduated with my degree in organizational management. And I did that solely online. So most of my education has been online, which made Midland a great fit when they started offering the MBA fully online, it was a great transition because I was used to that structure and even better because it's a place where I work, so. Yeah, what kind of caused that shift from Jane Goodall to <laughs> Jane Goodall of people? You still yeah. work really closely with people, but. Well, part of it was if I wanted to get involved in that type of a field, I would have had to have started way earlier. Working full-time while getting my schooling part-time online was not conducive to being able to work out in the field. I did an internship, I think it was like in 2018, where I went out to Colorado and I worked at the National Wildlife Research Center. Super fun, but that is also when I realized biologists have to write a lot of papers and that's that's how <laughs> that's how that works. Um, so that it's about 50% saving the world and 50% writing papers. And I was not, I decided that wasn't the route for me. And I had gotten involved in fundraising as most people do by total accident. So once I started that field, that was also in 2018, I realized that I wanted to pivot and work more with people um, while still caring a lot about the environment and animals and flowers and plants. But um, my full-time job would be working with people and that's really served me well the last few years, so. I started as a biology major for a <laughs> semester too, so I feel ya. I also yeah. had the, <laughs> that pivot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it seems really great. It is an awesome career and I wish that I would have pursued it. However, it was a lot. So <laughs> yeah, happy with where I ended up. I couldn't figure out the chemical compounds. And oh gosh. Yeah. I was yep. terrible at chemistry. <laughs> yeah. That's when I had to, no, not for me. Gotta, <laughs> gotta figure out something else. So you have worked really closely with nonprofit organizations. Um, how did you get started in that? What was your first job in that? Like, Can you tell me more about that. Yeah. So I worked for a car dealership um, for a chunk of time when I was in Sioux City uh, and I got really involved in some different young professional organizations and with the chamber there. And so I had a gal that I'd met through that offer me a job at a telecommunications company just because she had gotten to know me, said, you know, I, I want something different. I don't want to work in an office anymore. And she said, well, I have a friend that is hiring and that was at Habitat for Humanity. And so I applied for that and I was able to beat out quite a few applicants for that position. And so that started my nonprofit journey. And actually within a few months, I got plucked from there and put into the Boys and Girls Clubs of Siouxland. There was a board member that really thought that I was doing a good job at Habitat. And so he recruited me to Boys and Girls Club 
where I worked for about four years in Sioux City. And then when I met my husband and moved to Omaha, I started at Boys and Girls Clubs of the Midland in Omaha. So I worked there for a year. So I really, really love the nonprofit sector. It's always held a close place in my heart, especially working with kids. I've gotten the opportunity to meet a lot of awesome kids who have now turned out to be awesome adults. I've got one that I've known well, since I started at the Boys and Girls Clubs, that is a senior in college now, and I'm excited to see what he does next. Oh, that's so cool that you yeah. get to start with them when they're younger and kind yeah. of follow them all the way up. I'm sure that's super rewarding and yeah. amazing. Yeah. So what kind of caused the transition from these awesome nonprofits that you worked with to our awesome higher <laughs> ed institution? I did a very short stint in corporate America. I got the chance to work for a very awesome local company here in Omaha that was is doing some amazing things out in the world. Unfortunately, the corporate culture just was not necessarily for me. So I've, I've really enjoyed continuing to see what they're doing in the community and the world for that matter. But I needed to go back to nonprofit. And so this position was open at Midland University and I had applied for another position previously. So I knew about the institution. I had met Jody Horner before. And so it worked out. All the stars aligned and I was offered this position at Midland. And um, I'm really grateful for it because I've absolutely loved it. And the last year has flown by that I've worked for Midland. Tell me more about your position, because when we were at that golf event, you are like Miss Midland, Miss Omaha. You knew everyone. So I want to know how you're forming these connections, what your position looks like. I've always been a very outgoing people person. So when I moved to Omaha, it was during COVID. So it made it very, very difficult. But I made different connections through junior league, started to get involved a little bit in the chambers, um, different networking groups, just because uprooting at the age of well, 27 or 28, whenever I moved here was very, very difficult because I lost all of my friends and all those relationships that I had in Sioux City that were so close. And so that's where it kind of started. And then when I started to work at Midland, it really allowed me the opportunity to network even further and get really involved, particularly in the West O Chamber, in the Sarpy Chamber of Commerce, and now a little bit in the Greater Omaha Chamber as well. So my role when I was hired was Major Gifts Officer. I'm working still on that, but I'm also beginning to form some partnerships with different business leaders in the community. And we saw that as a need. Laura, uh, the vice president for institutional advancement and myself really saw the need to get out there and let businesses know what we're doing, especially with the launch of online. And so my position has transitioned a little bit into working with businesses and seeing how we can provide solutions for them to reskill and upskill their employees, as well as recruit some awesome students into our graduate programs. Nice. Awesome. Um, I do want to circle back a little bit to what you were saying about uprooting at 27 and meeting new people. And you are obviously just naturally very outgoing. But do you have any tips or advice for people who might be in a similar career field, who might be a little more shy? How can they make those connections if it maybe doesn't come as naturally for them? I think especially now that we're at the end of COVID or it has passed, there are a million different groups in Omaha that cater to meeting new people um, because there's a lot of professionals that actually do move to Omaha. So the chamber has a lot of events. Um, there are several young professional groups as well. I just joined a group on Facebook that was Omaha Women Who Walk. And so they schedule different walks to do that. Junior League has been a great connector 
there's a lot of affinity groups, particularly on Facebook or on LinkedIn, um, that you just have to insert yourself in. You have to go all in and be comfortable with asking someone to go grab a cup of coffee or go grab a drink, even if you've just met them, which is really hard <laughs> as yeah. an adult. It doesn't happen as naturally as it did, you know, when I was a little bit younger and meeting people in my hometown. But it, it's been really great. And I've made some awesome friends here in Omaha. I totally agree with that. Where when you're a kid, you're best friends instantly. And mm -hmm. then you grow up and it's like, you want to be my friend? I swear I'm not weird. Yeah. I just <laughs> yeah. want people to hang out with. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like dating, but meeting, yeah. Meeting friends. Yeah. And it's so, almost worse than dating. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, it is. Cause then you have to, and my husband, I think it drives him nuts, but I'm like, should I text them? You know, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's always that follow up. Like it would be with a date of like, well, should I reach out again, schedule something? But again, I've met some really lovely people that have kind of aligned with my different passions. So I have some friends that are really into plants. That is uh, weirdly become one of my hobbies after COVID as well as just some former people I've worked with. And then I've got a awesome group of gals that we watch The Bachelor with. And so there's just, there's something for everyone here in Omaha. It makes a lot of sense to find people who are interested in the same things you do and just insert yourself. That's what you've got to do as an adult to make friends. So, yeah. Yeah. And you are also a volunteer firefighter slash oh, EMT. Yeah. Tell yes. me about that because that is so cool. How did you get involved in that? It was back in my hometown of Lawton, Iowa. I ended up staying in the same town that I grew up in for a long period of time. And so there were a lot of kids that I went to school with, as well as their parents that were on the volunteer fire department. And I'd always thought it was cool when I was in school, but just one of the dads convinced me to join. And so I did. And I was on their department for quite a few years. Um, I was actually their first female lieutenant, which was really cool. Um, oh, Amy, go. I, <laughs> I got the opportunity to help a lot of people in my time there. I really enjoyed it because when you are serving in that type of a capacity, you're meeting people on their worst day. A lot of times they're very worried, very scared. And so it, I, with my natural gravity for people, I find myself as like being the comforter. And I got to get to know a lot of awesome people who serve on those different departments and they deal with a lot and then they go home to their families. And that has always been very, very cool to me. Um, with how busy I am, I don't necessarily make a ton of calls, but when I do, I get to work alongside people who really sacrifice a lot in their lives to help others. And so when I moved to Omaha, I joined Ralston's department where I was on for a short amount of time. And then I am now on Waterloo's volunteer department and I've been on for a year and I am an EMT with Waterloo's department. And I've, I've really enjoyed it. I've gotten to know some really great people and um, gotten to help people when it's their worst day. So I've enjoyed that. Yeah. I think that's amazing. So I definitely wanted to hear you talk about that because I think that's so incredible that you do that on top of literally everything <laughs> else that you are doing. Yeah. Yeah. I sometimes overcommit, but my, uh, kind of my purpose is what I've discovered is working with people and helping people. And so that really feeds into that is that has driven my career. That has driven what I do in my spare time as well as helping people. So it's been a great experience. Yeah. Do you have anything that you like to do to kind of take care of you and help yourself recharge? So in order to take care of everyone else all the time? Um, I kind of alluded to my love of plants, but I have a 
really big garden at my house. So I spend a lot of time in the yard growing flowers. I have a lot of hybrid daylilies that I take care of, as well as a lot of indoor plants. And so gardening and outdoor time is really my time to recharge. And it just, it brings me a lot of peace. And I recognize that that is certainly perhaps above my age group hobby, but I enjoy it. So (laughs) I think it's make it, it's like a cool thing to, have you heard of like grandma core? Oh yeah, that is that, yeah. that is my aesthetic 1000%. Yes, and it's on the rise. I'm like, yeah, I'm yep. into this. I'm so into this. Yep, I want to bake bread and yep. plant my little monstera on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, come on over. I yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a regular weekend. So yeah. Awesome. Have you been um to Sheely Town Market in Omaha? No. Oh, big plant store. They'll tell oh. you how to take care of it. They've got pots. They'll pot it for you. Oh. Oh, I really yeah, like never heard of it. Moleholes yeah. is my place of choice. I absolutely love them. And shout out to Moleholes because they do a awesome job of they have seminars all the time oh, nice. um, to teach you about different things in your yard as well as with your house plants. And they do a really big focus on native plants. So I've tried to do a lot of native plants in my yard based off of the things that Moleholes has. <laughs> that's awesome. Me. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm a plant killer. Not yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be and I would love to change that about myself. I'm working on it but yeah Yeah, it's not for everyone so yeah it's uh we're still gonna keep trying I'm not gonna give up we're gonna stay positive about that so you have all of these things going on you are still getting your MBA on top of that (laughs) tell me about your experience in the program yeah I started in January And it has been a wonderful experience so far. So the classes are in eight week sessions, which really helps expedite it. And I will be done, I believe, next spring. So it's a 14 month program. And then I ended up spreading out a little bit further just because I did not have time for the last two sections of classes to take two classes at a time Mm -hmm. um, in order to graduate in those 14 months. But it is so wonderful. It's flexible with whatever schedule you have. A lot of them They have due dates throughout the week, but it allows you to work at your own pace, which has been wonderful. I've gotten the chance to meet other members of the Omaha community, as well as there are people all across the U.S. that are in my different classes. So that's been a learning opportunity for everyone, as well as the professors. They are all adjunct professors, which I've really enjoyed personally because it allows uh, them to bring their work experience and real life experience into the classroom, which is not necessarily something I have had previously. Tenured professors are wonderful, and I really enjoyed that on the undergraduate side. But in my graduate degree, I've appreciated having folks who have been there, who have been out in the real world and can use their real world application in the classroom. What kind of prompted you to get your MBA? Um, I had been wanting to for a really long time. I was actually enrolled at another school meant to start in January, but then I started working at Midland and realized that that would be a better fit for me just because it was somewhere that I was trying to talk about to other people, really try to sell to other people that they should get their degree through Midland. And so why not go through Midland? So that way I can bring my experience to folks um, when I am trying to tell them about how wonderful Midland is. I can use my actual experience. Yeah, for sure. How does that kind of fit into your overall career goals, getting your MBA? I think that it has provided me with some of the tools that make me a better problem solver. So a lot of the things that I have been doing in my courses are things that I 
I've been using those skills throughout my career, but learning it in a classroom or reinforcing it in a classroom has really uh, made me a lot more confident in my decision making because now I know that I wasn't just on the seat of my pants making these decisions, that there is actually logic behind it. There's educational background to it. And I think that it will help me continue to grow at Midland and really be able to let people know how valuable our programs are. That's awesome. And so we are all online. Have you been able to make connections still, even though we are online? How is that experience with connecting with professors and students and that type of thing? What does that look like when you are completely online for this program? It was something that I had been used to uh, at Morningside because I got my degree, degree completely online through them. I think that it is just like being in a classroom, but it's much more accommodating for working adults. Every class that I've been in has a discussion post and then you have to comment on somebody else's discussion post. So it really creates conversation in between students where I think even in a in-person classroom may not happen. Um, there have been several group projects where we have to work together on different things, which I think has allowed a lot of collaboration and just getting to know other folks. And then the professors have been wonderful. So far, everyone that I've had has been super responsive. They're always willing to answer questions. A lot of them will record their lectures so you get to know them as a person. Ed Ivey is a wonderful professor that we have, and I really appreciated his course because he included art in everyone. That wasn't what the class was about, but there were he would really tie in pieces of art into each of his lessons. And I really enjoyed that. And it made me feel like I got to know him a little bit better as well. That's really cool. I'm always curious about that with all the different programs, how people are still staying in touch with each other. And even if it's online, I still want to have connections with people. I mm -hmm. still want that. So all the programs are different. I think all the programs do a great job of it. Everyone just does it a little differently. So I'm always curious how MBA does it versus education and yeah. Things we like all that. connect on LinkedIn and whatnot as well. And so it's been kind of fun, you know, seeing how other people are leveraging and using their MBAs via LinkedIn. So mm -hmm. those folks that I may not meet in person, I still kind of have an idea of what they're doing and where they're going in life, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. We have a LinkedIn page for MBA. So mm -hmm. if you want to follow it, <laughs> do that. Connect with everyone. Yeah, that's awesome. I do think that we do a really good job about that of still creating that togetherness, even if we're not in person. So it, that's always cool to hear about. What are your best strategies for kind of keeping everything, keeping work separate and school and volunteering and being in all of these other groups? How do you kind of manage your time and still find time for other things that you want to do? Your grandma core stuff. Yeah, all my grandma core stuff. Um, I tend to make a lot of notes. Um, I've actually been looking into different ways to keep my notes organized because I I end up having to have like five subject notebooks so I can keep all the different things separate and keep my to-do list going, but still separated from each other. So it's a lot of notes, a lot of post-its, um, but anyone has any suggestions on how to <laughs> combine all that. I've been looking at different tablets that uh, serve as notepads that you can organize into mm -hmm. folders. So I'm a big, like big Google Sheets person, yeah, a big organizational and process person. So that's helped me keep things straight, but sometimes it's not so easy, but I'm yeah. trying. So. <laughs> we were just talking about in the office yesterday, there's a new tablet that is, it's like a note. It doesn't have anything else on it. It's just like a note. Book. Have so, you seen that? Yes. Yeah, so um, there's one that is its own brand. And then there's one that is through like Amazon, mm -hmm. um, like the Kindle type of a deal. And so 
I have been looking and comparing. And so I think I'm going to get one of those like within the next few days. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, I had a, a lovely gentleman that I visited with to talk about a business partnership opportunity. And he had one of those pads and that's what really uh, turned me on to it. So yeah, <laughs> we'll report back. Yeah, please do. <laughs> my initial thought was that's so boring, but that's also the point because yeah. when I'm on my iPad, I just open up a million apps and yep. it's like a half an hour later and I haven't scheduled anything. And then I'm on Etsy finding stickers for my notebook apps yep. and <laughs> putting them all in there. So yep. it's probably not the most productive. Yeah, that's great though, that you have the system tracking everything, getting everything done. What has been the biggest challenge in getting your master's? I would say prioritizing classroom work. So with my job shifting a little bit, it's become a very busy season of uh, my career. Also pretty busy season of my life. Just as I've started to meet more people in Omaha, I have more friendships and that has definitely takes time <laughs> too. Mm -hmm. And so it's just been a little hard to find time to do that. But um, I have made time so far and hopefully I'm I believe I had a 4.0 before this last class and we'll see once all the grades are in if I still have one. So she is the first female lieutenant. She is 4.0 student. My goodness, you're just killing it. That's insane. It's awesome. What is the thing that you're most excited for in your career field right now? I think what we're working on with these different business partnerships and the different style of business partnerships is going to be really exciting because we haven't particularly done this before where we allow the businesses that we're working with to totally customize what a partnership with Midland University looks like. And so when those first ones start to come in, it's going to be really exciting. I've had quite a few meetings over the last few weeks, and I'm excited to see those through and steward those through to see how it can be a really mutually beneficial relationship for both the business and Midland. It's always exciting when you're doing something new. So mm -hmm. what does that kind of look like facilitating those partnerships? That's really, um, cool. we're figuring it out right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we're, we are uh, just figuring out what our process looks like right now, but um, we have a lot of meetings to see what next steps are and just a lot of communication with um, different folks at the Center for Graduate Studies, as well as the Midland Online and our undergraduate campus as well. I will ask you one last question before we sign <laughs> off. What advice would you give to someone considering getting their master's with Midland Online? I would just dive into it. I've found it easy to manage with a full-time job with a pretty full plate outside of work as well. And the short duration of time is really what appeals to me. So being able to complete it in 14 months or a little bit longer with how I um, set it up was really what drew me in because there are not a lot of programs that are that short of a duration. And the thing about Midland, both graduate and undergraduate, is that the professors and the staff and the faculty really genuinely care about the students and want to see them succeed. And so it's not seen as a transactional. I'm providing you with an education and you are taking your classes. It really is. They genuinely care about your success and want to see you grow as a person throughout the program. And so that has been something that I've really valued about Midland, not just as an employee, but now as a student. And so that is my take on Midland is what makes it stand out. And so that is my advice is if you're looking into it, 
just ask a lot of questions. Everyone's very willing to help and walk you through it. Yeah, it's it's been a great process so far. So highly recommend Midlands Online MBA. Well, thank you so much for coming in today and sitting down with me and answering all of my questions. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thank you all for joining us on this episode of Office Hours with Midland University Online. For more information about our graduate and professional studies programs, visit us at midlandu.edu slash online. Visit the link in the description to follow us on social for program updates, upcoming events, and podcast release dates. Thank you. Bye. Bye.